Hello, my lovelies. Just popping into your ears quickly before we get into the pod. Um, I'm really sorry that the podcast is late this week. I'm really struggling with days of the week. I feel like a toddler um, because whenever the new series comes out, it changes the day and I don't know, I should probably just stick to the whatever day I started with, but um, I haven't and now completely baffled myself as to what day of the week I should record and release and sometimes it's hard because you have to match up with people who are also recording and as I'm in Australia and all, most of my co-hosts are in America, the time difference is tough. You guys, I'm struggle town right now. Anyway, as always, best way to make sure that you always get the new episodes is just to subscribe. Um, so please do so just so you don't miss out. And also it boosts me up in the charts so more people can see moi. Uh, that would be lovely. And here we go. I'm talking to Jess Zaday from Real Housewife of the West Side. She is phenomenal. You would have heard me talk to her a few times. It's always a laugh. Have fun and enjoy. Love you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm Kirsty, your host, and today I am joined by one of my favorite co-hosts ever. Uh, she's from the Real Housewife of the West Side podcast. Jessica Zadeh is in the house. How are you going? Hello. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on again. You were just on my show last. I, I get, I'm the worst keeper tracker of time. Like, I, right? <laughs> I, I, it could have been last week. It could have been three weeks ago. It's honestly all the same to me. But <laughs> it was somewhere in the last few shows. If you have a scroll yeah. through, just, just scroll, just, just scroll down. Scroll it's there. And look for my name or look for the name of my show. <laughs> look, you'll come across some gold. <laughs> Whatever you land on. Like oh, kids. <laughs> Exactly oh my god <laughs> it's like tinder for podcasts yeah oh god, except instead so of funny. scum it's gold <laughs> <laughs> oh good lord <laughs> how have you been we pushed back our our recording on a couple of days because you were partying it up at a wedding oh my gosh yeah i oh you just reminded me i was going to talk about that on my uh on my Patreon episode too, and I totally forgot. <laughs> uh, yes, I was at a uh, a Persian wedding the night before we were supposed to record because my husband is Persian, and if you have never been to a Persian, not even a Persian, but a Persian Jewish wedding, it's quite the uh, spectacle. It's. I watched some of your Insta stories. It looked <laughs> insane. I was like, oh my god, I want to be there. <laughs> you know, they're 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 a lot of fun. It was not the type of wedding that I personally wanted for myself. My, sure. I wanted something, Thanks and I did have something completely different. Which you know, my husband's entire family was like, what is wrong with this girl? <laughs> but uh, I personally wanted a more intimate situation. Um, but yes, they are. The one on Sunday night was pretty typical, pretty run of the mill. There were probably about three to four hundred people there. Um, and wow, it's so they have this thing at a Persian wedding. It's it's like a catwalk. It's literally it's the aisle That's what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. People were just kind of walking down down the aisle. Yeah. Yes. And this is something that was when I was planning my wedding, I said that I needed some type of interpreter because my husband has really only been to Persian weddings his whole life. And even, even Jewish weddings, Jewish Ashkenazi weddings, like Jewish American weddings are still very different than Jewish Sephardic weddings. So that's and, what he thinks uh, a, a normal wedding looks yeah, like. Yeah. Coming down so, the runway on a exactly. platform as well. It really it's is. Raised. It really is. Stairs. <laughs> yes. It's raised and it, quite a bit, by the way, it's raised like yeah. two feet off the ground. And, uh, my idea of a wedding was like father of the bride where you have, sure. you know, your bridesmaids come down, your groomsmen come down, whatever. And they have this thing in a Persian wedding that they just call it the walk. That's what right. they call it. The walk of Not shame. A... <laughs> <laughs> they just call it a walk and, uh, you know, everyone walks and they don't really have a, your typical bridal party. 
Like at my wedding, I said, these are my four bridesmaids. This is my maid of honor. And then I told my husband, I'm like, you need to pick four groomsmen and, you know, your best man. And he's like, what are you talking about? Um, And the way that they do it is they have basically whoever they want, but it's usually, I mean, the, the traditional ones are, it's usually the grandparents of the bride and the groom, the parents of the bride and the groom, any siblings, siblings, not only just the siblings, but the siblings and their spouse. Um, and then it goes on to anyone else they want it. And that includes friends, cousins, anyone you know, anyone else want. in their family. So and like it they, could technically be the 300 people just all strolling yeah, down the wanted. walk. If they the, the wedding on Sunday night, actually the processional lasted a good 25 to 30 minutes <laughs> because each person that walks down the aisle and it's not your typical where you have like the bridesmaids on the left, the groomsmen on the right, there's a hoopah at the end. What's that? Which is a chuppah is um, it's a Jewish thing, and it what it is is it's kind of like a um, like like a how well it symbolizes a home. It symbolizes home that you're like creating together, and it's supposed to be uh, closed on three sides. So it's like, I mean, ours was we stood we had it we got married like under this arbor because it was in a garden, and then we just had. like fabric and flowers cover the front, but traditionally it's supposed to be the, like a fabric roof closed on three sides and one side open. Okay. And then you stand under it with the rabbi and traditionally you would have the bride's parents and the groom's parents under the chuppah as well. Persian weddings though, they have not only both sets of parents, but both sets of grandparents, um, <laughs> siblings. I mean, it's literally come like 50 in. people. Whoever you want, come yeah. on in, get in the hoopah. <laughs> but all these people that are, that are walking, they each get to choose a song. Okay. So like oh, for Lord. my wedding, I had just instrumental music playing for everyone. And then I had a different song for myself, but at a Persian wedding, you, like the ones that I have walked in, my husband and I got to choose a song. And I was like, I don't fucking know. You choose it. But some people choose, like at this wedding, it's like EDM songs. Like, <laughs> like I don't, what do you even call it? Like electronic, electronic music. Electronic dance like, music. Like rave. You're at a fucking rave. You're basically oh at Coachella, but you're at a wedding. And then the way that people come down, they come down and they're dancing all the way down. And they like, I mean, people do the craziest shit. So all these people walk, walk down. The rabbi's just like, oh my God, standing there waiting. <laughs> and then the other thing is that it's, they, uh, they, they, they're really into like hardcore photography. So, and this is the other thing I did not want on my wedding is that they'll, there's like one, there's two guys like doing a video. There's like two or three guys taking photos. Sometimes they even have like a drone above. Um, and the photographer, I think I posted a picture on my Instagram stories. The photographer literally like gets up in the hoopah with this huge ass camera, like with a flash (gasps) and flashing photos. And I, when I was choosing a photographer for my wedding I told my wedding planner I said I do not want to be able to see the photographer right yeah you want want them like kind of a sniper in the distance somewhere exactly yeah exactly I I was like I don't want anyone up in my business I didn't even have anyone under my hoopah except my husband and I and the rabbi and then like a couple people have to come up and do readings so like his uncles did or whatever but um yeah and so this the, on the invitation, it said that we were, the invitation said 5.30. We got there around like 6.45 because every, a Persian wedding, you add like an hour onto the invitation time and then you go because everyone runs late. Yeah. And then ceremony was from like eight to nine. And then you go to the reception room and they don't, it goes late. Right. And the first they, the bride and groom come in. Well, first there's like these appetizers and they're, they're not really appetizers though. It's like fruit, sweets, pastries, nuts, dried fruit, stuff like that. Um, and unfortunately for me, they only had two wine options, both of which were kosher, which nothing against, you know, my people, but (laughs) kosher wine is like not really so bueno. Okay. So, uh, I asked what types of white wine they had available and the bartender said, we have this and just took out a bottle of kosher Chardonnay and showed it to me. And I was like, well, you know what? Chardonnay as well. That's not yeah, my I'm not a Chardonnay. No. I like a, a Sauve Blanc Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio. Ramona Pinot Grigio. I'm all about 
Chardonnay is far too oaky for me. No. Well, I'm so sorry yeah. for your loss. Um, I'm glad you got through it and you survived. That's why I, I was like, look, do you want to push it back? Because I saw those videos and I'm like, look, whatever she's doing, I don't know what this is. I don't know what this walk of shame is, but it looks hectic. And I think she's going to need a breather. <laughs> Yeah, it was well. The, the dancing goes on. The the dancing then went on for about I don't even two or three hours. They finally served dinner at like eleven forty five, and then we left early. We left around like like twelve forty five. So we got home at like one in the morning, and we left home before they even cut the cake. But again, kosher cake, you don't, no one needs to experience that. Right. So uh, yeah. So I was a bit it. I, I was in recovery for yeah. for quite some time, well, yes, not only from yeah. the bad wine, but <laughs> yeah, just it was a lot. So thank you for accommodating my Persian. Oh, way. look, it's it's totally fine. But I have to say that catwalk, walk, whatever you want to call it, it reminded me of uh, some of the footage that Wolf pictures I've seen on Instagram that's come out of. Is it um, Kyle's fashion show this week? <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. I mean, look, they had all of the Beverly Hills gals walk the runway. They all looked fabulous, bar Teddy. I mean. Oh, Teddy. Poor Teddy. For someone so beautiful, she just, she really does walk like a ranch hand. Like she's just come (laughs) off a horse. She stomps. (laughs) It's, it's it's really yeah it's it's not great it's and then you know I guess maybe it we maybe we can give her a little bit of a pass because now she just you know revealed her pregnancy. Mm. Um, I mean but... no, it's like a time it, at this stage it's a chickpea. Come on, she can she can still walk. <laughs> I'm not giving well, anyone any, like, any grace. <laughs> to, well, and also I think like I was just talking about this. Uh, on my Patreon, can we all agree that like t- Teddy most likely will be like the tiniest pregnant person ever? Oh yeah, she, you won't be able to tell from the back. It's just when she turns around, you're totally. like, oh wow, nine months. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, she's gonna have that shit locked down. Mm-hmm. Trying to keep it tight. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yes, but I know. I mean, I I did think everyone looked beautiful. Um, of course, they had Rina in basically a bikini to show off them them pins. Uh, Erica Jane was in pajamas. It was, it was just, it was nice actually. I don't know what they were selling, but I enjoyed the photos. What they were selling? I thought it was for, um, I thought it was for, uh, Kyle's new clothing line. Right. Okay. That's what I thought. But then I thought, did I just make that up? Okay. So that's what it was for. Yeah. But have you heard (laughs) that, um, Erica Jane deleted Real Housewives of Beverly Hills from her socials? I saw that. I saw that. I thought that was very, her Instagram kind of got a, I mean, it got a bit of a makeover. So I don't know what, I mean, I don't know what's going on with her. I I, I know nothing official has come out and actually said Mm -hmm. she's a friend of or whatever, but I mean, I guess we'll find out soon enough. Maybe she is a friend of, and they, we just haven't heard yet, and that's why she's. But uh, even still, like, why would you delete? It just seems kind of true, like an angry true. move. But I don't. I mean, look, it if does, she's been does. fired, if she's been demoted to friend of, I honestly, I'm not fussed about it. I'm I'm ready for that to happen. She's kind of she's given us as much as as she can, and. I don't think she's willing to open up her life anymore. So what? What? What's? What's the point of her? <laughs> to put it bluntly, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, and I, I would be, I would be fine with having her as a friend of because it's totally. like, like you said, what? What is she really going to give us? Exactly. What? Yeah. I mean, you know, half the time she's not even filming with them. She'll be at rehearsal. So yeah, no, exactly. I've had enough. Exactly. Of that. Exactly. She'll be at rehearsal with Mikey. So just to close off our little, like, flashback into Beverly Hills, what were you getting up to today? I was I was just getting into trouble, you know. You're getting into lots uh, of trouble. I'm getting into lots of trouble. No, no, tr- <laughs> no, no trouble, thank God. Uh, I, I have a friend in town, and, you know, I've been – 
I feel like I've been kind of like a Diane Sawyer, <laughs> but uh, no, you really I love are. that comparison. Doing the I really am. I'm the, I'm the Diane Sawyer of the podcast world. <laughs> no, I've been, I've been very interested in uh, Dury and PK's one of their latest legal cases that's ongoing, and because uh, I just find it fascinating. And it is at the local Santa Monica courthouse. So anyway, I've been breaking some news about them on my Patreon lately. And being that they just rented this new house in the valley, uh, I thought that my friend and I maybe would just take a gander at it and, you know, see what the situation is like. little drive-by situation? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, just. Take a take a gander, see what the suss out the situation. So, yes, it was, you know, kind of what I expected, but also just very mind boggling. And, you know, it, it's just I, I said this to my friend who was in the car with me. I said the and I'm talking about in, in entirety here, not just the house, but the neighborhood and right. everything. It has a very domestic vibe okay. and that doesn't match up to Dorit for me like when I think of a domestic you mean like kind of suburbia yeah it just it, it it's you know Pleasantville uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, it just I mean the house honestly it seemed very like family friendly right. and you know and that's just not really what I equate Dorit with oh, no Dorit doesn't even know her children's names right 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 <laughs> yeah so it's just yeah, it was it was a head scratcher, but yeah, I um I was, you know, as you do, recording while driving. Don't worry, I had assistance from my friend. I had one <laughs> one hand was on the wheel at all times. Uh, <laughs> the other hand was holding a microphone. Um, but yeah, we recorded for uh, Patreon while we were doing this little field trip, and um, so yeah, that will be out on Friday. But amazing, it was. It was, and actually, while we were in the the neighborhood, we stopped by another uh, uh, residence. I guess I don't know if you're familiar with the old. It's not that old, but one of Tori Spelling's many reality shows, True oh, yes. Tori. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that she's been in the reality world for quite some time. I haven't had the pleasure of uh, tapping in to her world but I know a lot of my listeners will so yeah sure hit us up yes if 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 anyone is a prime and amazon prime member if you go on the prime tv app or whatever the hell it's called uh they are streaming for free right now both seasons of true chori which is the show that she did on lifetime right after Dean was caught cheating with that hoe in Canada and Tori was all surprised, <laughs> even though that's literally the exact same thing he did with her. Uh, anyway, right. so they at the time were renting this house in Encino. And uh, so we took a little a little gander at, at that one too, which apparently also seems to be under construction because there was no front lawn. There oh. was just a big pile of dirt. Why doesn't but, anyone uh, have lawns in this neighborhood? You said the same before we started recording about um, about Dorit's place. There's no yeah, grass. That, that wasn't finished either. There's just a lot of construction going on there, and I get it. These, you know, they've been saying for years here in LA that this part of the valley is there's all this new construction going on there because it is much more cost effective to build there than it is on what we call this side of the hill or the west side. Right. Um, and and there's more land over there. So, yeah, it, there's just, like, construction everywhere. What did they there. say yeah, their property was um, worth? Well, that's that's the other thing. There were, you know, when this news first came out that they moved into another house, I, I mean, I think maybe didn't, some, didn't someone even report that they, quote, bought another house, to which I'm pretty sure before... I even uncovered this information, which I would just like to take credit for the fact that I brought that information to the world. Thank you so much. That, <laughs> that not only are they, of course, renting this house, but they are renting it from the same people that they rented their other house from. Right. Anyway, um, this house that they live in now, it wasn't even ever on the market. It was a a, a flip. 
Oh, yeah, okay. Someone, yeah. And this same group of people also own some other properties on the same street that they're also in the process of flipping. So, but the neighborhood, you know, if I, I didn't actually look it up, but just, you know, knowing what the prices of houses are in my neighborhood, sure. I, I would say the houses, I mean, they're all kind of like ranch style, probably built like in the sixties and seventies. I would say they're probably between like one and 2 million. Um, and I mean, it's a nice area of the Valley, but definitely nowhere close to 11 million, which is what I they mean, claimed the houses were. A $2 million, do- that's a Vanderpump territory. Come on. <laughs> yeah, $11 million. I mean, I, you know, I, I was walking my dogs with my friend Brandon, who's in town right now, and we were walking around my neighborhood and. I pointed out this one house that is also new construction. It was, you know, they basically tore it down and rebuilt it. And we went into the open house, my husband and I, like a week ago or so, and looked at it. And of course, it's gorgeous. It's, you know, that kind of like uh, farmhouse style. Oh, and wow. it is on the market for $4.2 million. <gasps> oh, good Lord. And it literally has no backyard. There's, you know, wow. like a strip of grass. And it's about, I think they, I think she said it was about like 3,500 square feet. So it's not huge. It's like a kind of normal size house. So, and this house that we looked at today that allegedly some, you know, housewife lives in, uh, (laughs) it's probably about the same size. It looks about the same size and the the lot is probably bigger, but, um, if, if that same house in my neighborhood is around four to five million there's no way in hell that in the valley it's 11 million yeah I mean look I've said it before and I'll say it again Dorit is in poverty look it's a real struggle right now (laughs) really is is it well yeah she's a pauper that's the other thing I that I'm just okay I promise I will shut up about my patreon after this one last thing but that's the other thing I was talking about today was that the uh you know all the court proceedings and their I kind of feel bad for this guy who's, you know, trying to recoup his money from them because they're just making it very difficult. And, you know, now the judge finally did rule that the the funds that were frozen in this one account of Dorit's will be turned over to this guy, Nikos Kyrzis, who uh, lent them this money in the first place or lent PK the money in the first place. Mm. But like I was telling my friend Brandon, I said, you know, it's not that easy it's like okay then they have to go to the sheriff's department and fill out this piece of paper saying you know this is how I want you to get the funds I want you to do they have like five different options and then they have to pay like another fee and then it's like okay if that works then they have to decide you know it's it's just it's a lot is this for the 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 bathers the swimsuit line oh this is before that that case is actually set to go to jury trial in January. Okay. And uh, I'm considering possibly moving closer to downtown just so I have the option oh of God. maybe like getting picked for that. Tri- no, I'm just go. kidding. I would, you ha- I Diane would never do that. Sawyer, you have to go. <laughs> <laughs> she would commit and I think you have it in you to do it too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not moving closer to downtown for for a jury. It would no, uh, <laughs> yeah, but well, not for jury, not for jury. Maybe for a, maybe, maybe for someone else. <laughs> yeah, maybe for someone else. But um, no. So that that one is is yeah, still a little bit far out. This one is for the one that this this entrepreneur in, investor whatever lent PK. $1.2 million back in like 2011 for some bullshit business that PK was allegedly creating. And PK even signed, you know, a promissory note saying, yes, I will pay you back this money with interest within this time frame, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we all know how that, that turned happen. out. Well, <laughs> you are really, you're in there. You are boots on the ground. I, uh, like, you know, I have I've gone to law school now. I am basically <laughs> the Al Woods of West LA. So unlike uh, Emily's husband, you you could pass the bar, right? <laughs> oh, poor, poor Shane. Poor Shane. But poor Shane? Good that he is the worst I was being facetious. Husband. I was being facetious. Girl, no, bye. I was, no, that was, that no, was sarcasm. I know, I know. Don't get me wrong. I, mean, I think he's a piece of a piece of shit oh, and he, he just has to take his 
hair plugs in his fucking oh. nose and just turn around. Let's I, start yeah. with him. So let's jump into OC because um, we could just, just talk all day on this stuff. But if you want more about, uh, you know, PK and Dorit's situation and the drive-by that ensued, um, head to <laughs> head to the Patreon of Real Housewife of the West Side and, and all of that will be there in full, in full form. Um, but yes, Emily and Shane, look, I 100% believe he is having an affair. Like just watching him not kiss her, not hug her on when the cameras are there. Like that is, for me, I just feel like, oh, he's trying to protect whoever this woman is. That's, you know, alleged woman. He's trying to protect her feelings if she ever saw the footage, you know, like I think he is doing the dirty I don't know if he's if he's had the only reason why I don't think he's having an affair is because he comes across to me at least as like asexual. He just he doesn't he doesn't at first I was like maybe he's gay but I he just comes across to me as like asexual and just kind of like uh, just a bummer and he, he just seems like a, a, a he's such a bummer he just seems like kind of a uh, a, a, a dumb, sad, like mean little weasel. I just, I don't see anyone. <laughs> so I don't, I don't see anyone having an affair with him. I mean, who would be attracted to that? <laughs> you know, like that's I don't. Such I'm, a good point. Who would want to have an affair with him? <laughs> I really. I mean, at least the woman that had an affair with David Bedore, at least David Bedore was, like, kind of a catch. He was, like, oh, he's hot. you know. Like, total, oh, I don't total asshole, hot, but right? he's hot. No, I would I, I would. I, would I mean, at least David Bedore had a good body, you know. I feel like, mm. I feel like uh, Shane has, like. Shane, yeah, yeah he, I, doesn't, he doesn't exude any form of uh, sexuality. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Shane, honestly, you know what the reaction is? Is you know when Vicky does her like yeah. her like gag thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That should just be every time Shane comes on the screen on the Chiron on the bottom where it says like Shane Emily's husband. It should just be a gif of Vicky gagging. And it's just such a like I tr- whenever I meet a new couple, I try and imagine on screen or otherwise. And this is uncomfortable to say, but I imagine what they would be like in their sexual encounters. And I, when I look at these two people, I think Emily is a beautiful girl. Shane is a, like you say, he's a tiny little creepy weasel, weasel man. But he would be like climbing her like a tree. And it's just like, it's like I, all I can imagine is like this little squirrel scrambling up her body trying to like, I don't know. It's all just very unsexy. It's just so me. uncomfortable. I actually just and- made my stomach churn. Gross. I need a sip of water. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need some anti-nausea medication? I, I yeah, I agree. They, I mean, since since our first season last year, they're just a very odd couple to me. I mean, he proposed to her on I am or something. On <laughs> like they hadn't even gone on a date. I mean, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing just. I yeah, and he's. Uh, I mean, listen, it would be one thing if they didn't, you know, really. Uh, physically go together but he was like the nicest sweetest guy but he's not he's I mean what is he really bringing to the table besides his trust fund to me I mean he hates her he resents her so much totally he totally hates her and resents her and he I think that he's pissed that she one actually passed the bar and actually has a career yeah and two he probably I think he probably even hates that She's so close with his family because he's like, fuck, I can't even divorce her because my family loves her. She'll still be around. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he just I think that I don't know what the fuck his deal is, but he he doesn't seem to have any, you know, determination. He doesn't seem to even like enjoy his life or be grateful for his kids or really like grateful for no. anything. And he doesn't even seem to take interest in his kids' lives. Like no. last I was gonna say last night, I don't know. Whenever it was, it was last episode. Yeah, whenever it was, the the last episode of OC, his daughter's having a birthday party, and it, he he wasn't even 
it seemed like he was at the car wash. Like that was his demeanor. Yeah, he, w- exactly. he wasn't invested at all. He wasn't like, oh, let's get the cake or, you know, even uh, like he wasn't helping with, you know, stirring the pinata up or whatever. He was in attendance at his own kid's exactly. birthday party. Yeah, no, he's a he's a terrible person. He's probably one of the worst husbands we've ever seen on any of the cities. I just I like whenever I see him on screen, I just it really just I, he just makes me so sad for her like we've heard I mean she's yeah. come out and said that she she's can't even watch the scenes where that she's in with him I mean and I can understand why they're actually heartbreaking to watch poor yeah. thing. it is it is very sad yeah and she's putting on those sexy shoes any normal like husband that's attracted and excited about his wife or even just proud of her for doing something He's like, oh, they look like the Wicked Witch of the West shoes. And she can see she's just exhausted. Like, she doesn't know what yeah. else to do. And I feel sad for yeah. her. Because I think she's a really sweet girl. And I, I think to be she happy. is too. And it, it, it honestly, you know what it kind of makes me think? And I realize this is pessimistic. And I'm not usually, I'm usually more uh, positive this than this. This is a but... very pessimistic show. So hit me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad I'm on brand. Yeah. Um. No, it kind of reminds me of like Gina last year. Right. Like I feel like next year Emily's going if Emily comes back next year, I feel like she's gonna be saying, you know, yeah, like I just didn't wanna face what was really going on and what mm-hmm. it I just I completely that's not, agree. If he's gone, if he's staying at a hotel for weeks on end and whatever, and yeah. he doesn't really seem to give a shit, like that's it's not a great sign. It's terrible and I mean I can he's not studying in those rooms he is in locking himself away in those rooms hiring watching porn and like sure and like playing video games and I don't know maybe like ordering he's probably not even leaving just ordering food in the room I mean it is gonna be a man stank in there like none other (laughs) (laughs) I can just I can smell it now I mean, yeah, I think you're right. Like, I think she, like, when, and it was a couple of episodes ago, Emily, and uh, no, Gina said to Emily, you know, stop, like, your life isn't that bad. Like, stop crying about it. You have no idea how bad it can get. I was like, girl, last season you were talking, like, smiling and laughing about how sexy your husband is while going through a divorce. Like, mm-hmm. you understand people put on a smile because that's the only option that we have sometimes. Like, she should be totally. there supporting her friend. Calling freaking yeah. Tamara, oh no, sorry, Shannon, her new best friend in front of Emily. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, that was, yes. I actually gasped at that because that was, because you, you know that, you know that Emily is already feeling like jealous, you know? And kind of getting it's pushed like, out. Right. Because last year it was like really just the two of them mm. against everybody else. And yeah. this year, you know, I'm sure that that would suck for anybody to have. Um, it's like school you know when when yeah sort of like in a group and then you slowly get squeezed out and you know like it feels horrible and that's what these girl like these these girls groups um of these strange strange women that's what tends to happen because it's just this weird circumstance they've been put in for the show but when somebody is excluded like that like that's fucking painful yeah, yeah, I feel for her. She and um, what's the new girl? Braun Bronwyn. Her name Bronwyn. is spelled so weird. Bronwyn oh, should yeah. team up. I feel for Bronwyn. Her or mom. As, as Vicky calls her, doesn't she? Call, doesn't boring she win. This episode, <laughs> yeah, boring win. <laughs> that was so ridiculous. I think she probably so heard bore bore win somewhere along the line, but she's Vickyized yeah. it and called it boring win, which is. I mean, totally. not not the cleverest of nicknames, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, only Vicky. Only I mean, jeez. I mean, her presence is still very strong, even as a friend of. I think it's probably the best, the best situation for her, to be honest. She still feels like a full-time cast member. Yeah, true, true. She does. And I think, I think that's good. And, you know, like I said before, I think that, yeah, she just needs to spend a year in Bravo jail and then... <laughs> You know, hopefully learn her lesson and come back the, you know, next year better. Yeah. I mean, but I reckon it'll have to be Vicky or Kelly unless something really turns around this season and they can make peace even a little bit because it was so difficult when Shannon 
you know, wouldn't even speak to Vicky and it was just Vicky, I mean, and Tamara's been through it too, where Vicky will claw and claw and claw to try to get in and the girls are just like, right. they, get, they get exhausted fighting and they're like, fine, I forgive you. <laughs> like after like a season yeah, of struggle. Do. That's because she doesn't do. give yeah. up. But, oh, man, Vicky would be such an intense person to be friends with. It's a lot. That, yeah, I imagine it, it's quite a lot. The montage of Vicky, like, twisting rumors. Like, what? I that didn't say amazing. it. <laughs> I'm just repeating a rumor. It was so I'm good. Just repeating, and I didn't even, before they did that montage, I didn't even really realize how much she had said those exact words repeating a rumor right exactly it was it was a beautiful thing it really was those montages man I mean how much could I get away with if I'd thought about doing that earlier in life like I'm already (laughs) a vengeful bitch if I could I I mean I I heard that she like pulled a train what I didn't say it I just heard it I'm just repeating it something I heard what are you talking about Oh, so good. Uh, what do you think of Bronwyn, this new edition? So far, I'm not, I don't know. She seems kind of sad to me. Yeah, she is coming off as a, a bit of a, like, a sad cause. I, you know, I think I think that she's fitting in pretty well mm-hmm. with everyone, even though she had, you know, her little meltdown where she was caught lying and she just kind of crumbled, which. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would do that too. Sad. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that I, I I think she's I think she's a good fit and I think that she's uh entertaining. My critiques would be number one, her husband's Moana necklace. I can't deal with that. Um I also question her husband's sexuality and yes. just their status in general. He's like, let's make I more do- children so no one thinks I'm gay and they know we're having sex. Right. Exactly, exactly. I do appreciate that she is, you know being somewhat transparent and uh I guess somewhat genuine about her issues and maybe why she had so many kids and she's you know digging into her past about that I I, the only thing and this is my main issue with her is she's coming off very thirsty to me right especially with the um uh and this was my this, and I realized this triggered me. I mean, you and I have talked about this a lot on my podcast about mental health stuff, and mm. for me, eating disorder stuff. So I realized that this is why this triggered me so much. But when she talked about her daughter having OCD and you know possibly eating issues or restricting, and then she, I kind of it came off to me at least like she's kind of pimping out her daughter for the show right yeah and like here's this dance line and now we're going to create this thing and if you have a kid who's really really type a and tends to be very obsessive especially about food I would not recommend putting them on tv in an ad especially for dancewear totally I just that's just a huge red flag to me so that one it was like obviously a personal thing thing for me but in general it just it was a bit much for me no I completely agree and I think that can you know we've seen how it ends like Tamara and her daughter they well I didn't realize they still weren't speaking like that's gonna be five or six years now you know so it's it's a it's it's a terrible idea (laughs) to get kids involved that just aren't ready for it yeah well and also as you know I I don't know. It just, it it felt, it comes across to me at least, like she's almost using it to her advantage for the show, which just gives me a really icky feeling. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of kids though, I am so in love with Jolie. Is she not just like the sweetest kid that's ever been on these shows? I was just talking about this too with my friend. She's so, and we we were saying, we were like, how is she so normal? I mean, honestly. she honestly is the parent. Yes. And, but that's the only thing that, like, it makes me a little, it, it makes me sad for her just because no kid should have to be in that, you know, role. But also it just makes me a little trepidatious because I just worry, you know, what that's going to be like for her, like, when she goes to college. Yeah, she, she might, like, lose her shit. <laughs> right. Right. Because she doesn't have to be the mature <clears throat> adult anymore. I know. But honestly, so, I want Jolie to be my mom. Like she's, I just feel, I 
feel like she would give me such great advice. <laughs> I don't think she should, like, I think it's disgusting that she has to put up with people. Like, she's a 12-year-old girl and people are messaging her about her mum doing coke and pulling this train and like that is so fucking messed up and they're probably women yeah. like us you know in their 30s well, 40s 50s even, being like mm. not even that but also just the fact that like the conversations that kelly has with her yeah. like I, I, and i'm not the most prude person in the world but i personally would not talk about my sex life with my 12 year old daughter has she done that Especially, i can't remember her talking about this like i know she, she's very blunt well i mean but... she was she wasn't like, oh, I boned this dude, yeah. but she, I don't know. She made some reference to like something. And I just, I get that, you know, it's she's just a little divorced much. and she's, you know, it's just, I don't know. I mean, listen, I don't know what it's like to be divorced with a daughter. And I get that. I think it's great that they have a close relationship, but I think that there probably is a somewhat of a boundary as to like yeah. what is TMI. Yeah, I reckon you know? too. I mean, it's just it just seems, uh, and also like even just to have <laughs> Kelly's new boyfriend renting downstairs and oh, what God. is what I... is that about? What is going on? <laughs> I don't know I think it for a second it gave me major like dirty John vibes I was gonna say he's a serial killer right (laughs) one like why why can't he afford his own condo his own house he's apparently a plastic surgeon he should be able to afford it and even if that isn't part of her I don't even know if that's I guess it is a separate apartment because hers is like on the top um but yeah, that just seems really odd. It's weird, right? Like it's it's dodgy. I mean, she, yeah. we know we know now. Um, spoiler alert: she is not with him, and she's with right. a new guy. She's been posting photos of them together on Instagram. Um, she mentioned something about getting married next year. Yeah, that was super weird. Like it, it, on a specific date. Yeah, like 10th of the 10th or something. Someone made a comment like, "Oh, you're yeah, a 10 out of 10, 10 couple, couple." And she was like, "Oh, that's yeah. funny. That's the date we're getting married." So who knows? It could just be like she's, you know, messing around and joking around, but I mean, it seems like it, either way, it seems like they jumped in pretty quick and and fell in love because she's saying she's in love with this guy. Like I mean, I don't know. Some people can just fall in love easily. I'm like still heartbroken four years on. I'm like not looking for love until I'm in my 80s now. But she's like, <laughs> she's like just moved on from this last guy. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm in love again. We're getting married. And I'm like, God, I wish I, God, I wish I could just like erase my heart like that and move on. Bitch. <laughs> I'm just jealous. <laughs> I mean, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I also have to wonder how much is I mean I don't know I, I we don't know how genuine it is sure I guess, exactly is yeah I you think know? she struggles being alone as well and I also think she's oh, like sure, very sure. high sex drive so it's just it's easier to have right. one man on the go right right yeah <laughs> I don't know I'm just I'm just talking shit <laughs> no I agree with you oh I think it's gosh. I no I totally agree with you it's like I she she does seem kind of like the, the type of person who just, you know, kind of needs someone there, I guess. Yeah. Validation, which I can yeah, relate yeah. to. Yeah, um, for sure. One thing that really is probably the most traumatizing thing that came out of the entire episode for me is that we learned that Tamara wants to be taxidermied when she dies. And just watching over Eddie in the corner of the room. (laughs) I cannot think of anything more terrifying than a taxidermy Tamra. I, I that would be, I mean, wow. I, for a second, I was like, wait, Andy would probably want it for the clubhouse, but. Oh God. (laughs) The skin like turning gray over time eyeballs like falling uh, out uh, <laughs> I just and and then she you know talked about she was like oh it would be like having mom in the living room whatever but I'm like Tara are you really such a narcissist that you think that everyone wants to have you in the room at all times but then I was like so okay, yeah we are talking about Tamara but I yeah I don't even know I at first I was like 
she's just she thinks this is a funny joke, but it's, I don't think she does. I'm literally gonna have nightmares about that for the rest of my life. The rest of my <laughs> life. <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough, like, when Toy Story came out and that first one when we were kids and they had that baby with the, like, oh, bald God. head. Like, I had nightmares about that. Now I've <laughs> now I have to add this to the equation. Like, I wasn't even over that and it's been 30 years. <laughs> 30 years. Yeah, I, I mean, who would I... I would love to see a copy of, like, Tamara and Eddie's Wills. I really hope that's not in there. I didn't even know... I mean, actually, now that I say it, that sounds stupid because there's no way that that's legal. I mean, we hope. But I watched a movie with um, Elijah Wood a few weeks ago, like this art house film, and he would like fix these mannequins and scalp women and keep their hair. And he's like, Mother, her hair is so beautiful. (laughs) I know it was creepy. I can't remember the name of it, but don't watch it if it ever comes up on your Netflix. But yeah, he would like keep the hair of like real hair of women and put it on his mannequins and try and replicate his mum. And I just feel like that is what I see when I think of <laughs> Tamara stuff. Totally, totally, totally. Awful. Oh, I guess finally we have to talk a little bit about um, Shannon. I, to be honest, I'm not feeling she's bringing much so far. She's, I don't know, she's skinny, yeah. skinny and happy. So I guess that's. That's great. <laughs> That's so great yeah, for you. I, feel, I actually was thinking about that now that you say that. I was thinking about that while I was watching. I was like, I kind of feel like like, like chubby Shannon when she was more in distress. She mm. was not more entertaining, but she. I feel like she definitely did bring more drama. Totally. But then I think, was it I, – I remember that, but I also think it was – I was stressed watching her. Like, it was almost yes, too much. Yes, it was very stressful. I think I prefer this. I actually really yeah, just I liked her when... she's happy. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's not offering a lot, and she's still very changeable. Like, one minute she's, like, supporting Gina, and the next she's bitching to Kelly about her, and I don't really know what's going on. But, um, yeah, I guess she's kind of just, like, the a, a voice in the background kind of like a chorus when right. other drama is going on which is which we always need and I'm sure it'll change and she'll you know get drunk on this Arizona trip and start you know causing trouble which will be great so we'll yeah no, we'll just I guess watch and see it's only early days still yeah I think it'll yeah I think it'll be <clears throat> quite the transformation to watch um and yeah, I mean, well, like Kelly said, we have fun Shannon back. Yeah. So, but you know what I was wondering though, because her, the, so their first little mini trip, it wasn't really a trip, but they came up here to LA, and then the the second trip, they're going to Miraval in Arizona. I'm wondering if because of Gina's DUI thing, she can't leave the country. I think you're onto something there. I'm not sure if it was you or someone else that mentioned that before. I, I don't know what the the laws are, but I I think it's something like that because where did they go the the other week? Um, they just went to LA. Yeah, they went to LA. Like they just drove to LA. Like I really think there's something in it that maybe she can't fly. So yeah, it's a. Uh, Thanks, Gina. Yeah, because it seems it's, it. Yeah, right. Because it it seems like first of all, I mean, the flight to Arizona is I don't know, maybe like maybe an hour, not even. So it seems kind of odd that they're going somewhere like so close by. Yeah, it just seems a little. Right, so I mean, it is I don't still know. A flight to Arizona. So okay. So well, well that's not necessarily. I mean, I mean, I guess technically you could drive there. Yeah. I don't. I mean, it's probably closer from Orange County than it is from here, but it's, I think it's like four hours to Vegas and then maybe like another two to four hours there. So, I mean, I guess we'll get our answer if they take some, you know, party bus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, We'll just have to wait and see. But yeah, I think, um, I think that has seemed to kind of affect things, um, oh, and yeah, speaking of Gina, just before we get into a little bit of Dallas, (laughs) What was with her, like, puking her guts up during this trampoline exercise thing? I mean... Yeah, that was awkward. And she, like, vomited and she's like, I just need a quick spew and then I'll be fine again. Like, that's... I mean, I've done that on a night out that's got a little bit 
<laughs> a little bit crazy. I'm like, I just need a quick, a quick spew and I'll be great. And then you're back on the dance floor. But to do that in an exercise class, I'm like, girl, are you hungover as fuck right now or are you just really unfit? <laughs> yeah, that's the impression I got too. I totally got that impression that she was hungover, which would not be a good look for her being that she just got a DUI. It was wild. Um, but yeah, that was, ugh, that was rough. Maybe she had, just has a weak stomach. I don't know. I've got like the, I've got the strongest, I've got the stomach of a bull you know, cows have like four stomachs. I'm like, I'm good. So I, I just very rarely I did, throw up. I so. did kind of, I did kind of, well, this, I did kind of also wonder maybe she's just like really out of shape too, you know? Yeah. And look, fine. Just going, I mean, you, sometimes you like when my, when I got my heart broken into a thousand pieces, I didn't exercise and move for like a year. So I get it. It's hard. Right, so right. maybe if yeah, I had decided cool. to jump on a fucking trampoline for an hour, I'd be throwing up too. <laughs> just, <laughs> just found it really odd. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was really odd. She's like, I'm back in the game. Odd, yeah, and kind of an odd choice for like a, I don't know what they call it, like a friend date or whatever. yeah. I didn't even know boring, boring win, boring win was there oh. until the end of the class. So it was just all about um, <clears throat> Gina and and her expulsion. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, I've got a cough. <laughs> expulsion. Oh my god. Oh lord. So anyway, let's just touch on Dallas before we wrap up. Um, I've only seen the first episode. I think you're with me on that. How do you think it's kind yes. of, uh, you know, jumped into this new season? Are you happy? Are you excited? Yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, Dallas has honestly, like, before, since season one has been uh, a, a favorite of mine. I think that it's, like, really underrated. I mean, it's definitely more interesting, at least I think so, than Beverly Hills was last year. Totally. Um, so, yeah, I... It. It really does. Yeah. And I, I actually had Deandra on my podcast last week and she was lovely. And I, I know some people aren't Deandra fans, but she was genuine and lovely. And she kind of threw some shade actually at the Ooh. old Carrie and oh. which I, which I was, I was cracking up because I was like, Oh, okay. Tell us how you really feel. Um, so, yeah, I think it I think it's good that, you know, she and Leanne kind of got this out of the way in the first episode. And I think that it is, you know, well, one thing that she did tell me that she said, you know, I think that people get annoyed, meaning like her castmates get annoyed with this, is that she said that while they're filming. So what, however many months that is, mm. she makes an effort not to text or call the other girls unless it's on camera. OK. And. I was like, you know what? That's actually kind of smart yeah. because then you're never going to be like in a Lisa Vanderpump situation. Right. And she was like, exactly, because I don't want it ever, you know, coming back to bite me in the ass. But she's like, the flip side of that is that, you know, like on the, the reunion last year, Cameron can accuse me of sending like these text messages, or, you know, or whatever. But uh, so yeah, I think that her, that she and Leanne, you know, that little, whatever, mending fences, I, I mean, she told me like she and Leanne, they're not close anymore, but I think mm. that they, and I don't want to say it wasn't genuine, like their little meeting at Stephanie's house of kind of, okay, you know, like I, you know, apologize for my part. I'll, I apologize for my part. Although Leanne didn't really apologize for anything on her part no. either. I feel I like Leanne feels like she's been wronged and like whether that's totally. right or wrong. Like they both have a part totally. in it, but I mean, right. yeah, she's, she's but a little bit more like, stubborn. Haven't, hasn't Leanne been shown the footage where Deandra, Deandra never said, uh, what's his, what's her fiance's name? Rich. Deandra never said Rich is having an affair. What Deandra said was, do you think he's faithful? Right. So, uh, that's the other thing is I think, uh, sorry, Leanne is so set in her story yeah. that she can't even, yeah. So that's the, you know, the, uh, the only thing. And it's, it's sad that, you know, kind of the demise of their relationship, but I guess I'm under the impression that they're like, okay, you know, we have to be on the show together. It is what it is like moving on. And, and Deandra said to me too, 
before, because I recorded with her before the premiere aired, mm. um, that, you know, she said her, her biggest kind of struggle this year is with her mom, which right. I, mean, I find this saw. story just so fascinating. Me too. Me too. It's, it's yeah. She's, I mean, she's never going to, uh, I flip flop so often between who is right and who is wrong in this relationship. And I mean, everything's more complicated than black and white, but I just keep thinking she is never going to own anything truly important in this company. That's my belief until her mum actually like cocks it and, and it's handed over yeah. to it. Like it's just not going to happen, but it must be yeah. so tough to, to, to be in that position. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I think it, I think, and I said this to Deandra too, I was like, I think it's, you know, mother-daughter dynamics are just so interesting and also like so relatable that, mm. and I mean, now she, you know, she has her podcast that she does with her mom. So they're, you know, oh, obviously. Oh, I didn't like, know that. What's it called? Yeah, it's called. <laughs> Sorry, I put it, you on the spot. It's actually n- named, uh, no, I was laughing because the, the title is funny because it's, it's na- it's, I guess, quoting what Mom, Mama D said on the reunion last year. It's called I Don't Give a Rip. Oh, my God. I love that. I don't give a rip. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, th- I think it's funny. But I um, I do not miss Carrie Duber at all. If no. you listen to my podcast, you know my personal issues with Carrie. Um, <laughs> I, I like the new Carrie. I think it's one. I think it's hilarious that they cast another girl named Carrie. It's so uh, funny. <laughs> so weird (laughs) such shade but I like her I think she's gonna fit in really well she seems like she you know will fit in like she wants to have a good time she is I I I like her so far yeah so far I think she'll she'll be a good addition well I'm excited in a few hours we'll have the new Dallas episode that's basically what I'm doing with my day Pilates and Dallas so I'm sure yours is kind of similar <laughs> yes I it's it's 6 p.m oh that's right you're Angeles, so I have another uh three hours to go till Dallas but I yeah I, I I'm excited for Dallas I I think it's I, I don't know. I don't ever think they have had a – I know a lot of people say their first season was slow, but I honestly – I I enjoy Dallas a lot. I don't think that there's ever really a dull moment. I will say that Cameron tends to kind of get on my nerves a little bit, but she's also like – to bring up Legally Blonde again, she's also like kind of an Elle Woods-ish yeah. that it's like you can't even really take her that seriously, so she's she just getting the strangest out so person. I've ever seen on TV. Very strange. So like she does, she really, really bothers me, but I am fascinated by her. I cannot take my eyes off her and the way she speaks. It's, it's just all very, very odd. And I don't believe a single part of her and physically, emotionally, uh, intellectually is real, but I, I can't, it cannot be penetrated. I've never seen a glimpse of who she really is. And I kind of, it's like I, it's a mission that I want just like a tiny glimpse of real Cameron or is this who she is, which is even more scary. <laughs> She's like a bot. Yeah. Yeah. She, no, that's actually that's a really good analogy. Yeah, she is. I, uh, I don't know. But... Oh, she's an odd, an odd character. But yeah, I'm with you. I love Dallas. I like watching all of these uh, strange women brought together um and forced into friendships that otherwise probably wouldn't happen I like the new girl it's 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 a really yeah it's a it's a different kind of housewives and I'm here for it speaking of different housewives I just want to mention that um I am a Melbourne girl and Real Housewives of Melbourne has been recommissioned for 2020 so next (gasps) year Real Housewives of Melbourne is back yes I am Very so exciting. excited to have my gals back on the scene. I mean, I've told this story before on my podcast, but I was walking down Chapel Street one day and I saw about three of the ladies all just having a cocktail together and I forgot they weren't my best friends and I just ran up to them. I'm like, oh, hey, guys. How are you going? <laughs> what did they say? They all just 
stared at me blankly and it took me a second and then I clicked in that I uh, had never met them and they didn't know me and this was all very bizarre and I so I was like oh, uh, I'm sorry uh, and ran away <laughs> oh my god that's amazing it was probably the most humiliating moment of my entire life um up until that point and it's been downhill since then so can't wait for that to come back <laughs> oh my god <laughs> But that'll be fun. So, so anyway, um, tell us where can we find you? Where can my listeners check you out? Get your Patreon, etc. Yes, absolutely. So my podcast is The Real Housewife of the West Side, which is on most every platform, I think. But anyway, uh, yes, my Instagram is at Real Housewife of West Side, and then my Patreon is Patreon.com/rhow amazing thank you so much for joining me we always have so much fun just talking absolute nonsense about these crazy (laughs) bitches thank you so much for having me again